moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. I'm a little ahead of schedule today. I'm recording the week before because I'm going on vacation. I'm taking a little getaway with my best friends and my husband and some family to go celebrate a 60th birthday of one of my oldest and dearest friends. She turns 60 years old. And I want to give a big shout out to Tammy Printy, my dear friend that started as a coworker, then she became my boss, then she became my roommate, then she fired me. She's one of the people that fired me. <laughs> uh, go to my previous episodes and find out about that. But I actually, I didn't talk about that one because that was before college ended. So happy birthday, Tammy. I love you. And I hope that you are going to enjoy your visit here in Sweden. So I want to start this episode with a quote that I heard Michael J. Fox say, and that was, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. With gratitude, optimism is sustainable. All right. So imagine this man who is a gem of the gems, who is fighting a disease for so long now. I mean, for years, decades, he has been fighting with his, I believe he has Parkinson's. And I'm going to have to fact check that one, but I know he is ill and he still shows up. So with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. So how then can uh, a person who is actively sick live a life like this and still show up every day and still take care of himself and his family and want to make a difference and educate others through gratitude, through gratitude. So I want to share a couple of things that I'm grateful for. I like starting my episodes with a thank you to you for listening or watching and being a part of this movement. 
Um, this was created nearly a year ago. The first launch was November 11th, 2022, the first episode that went out, the introductory episode and the launches. The first one was November 11th, 2022, and now we are at September 7th. That's when I'm recording this. Um, and I just, I think about how much has happened in my life in nearly a year. What do I have gratitude for? So many things, my God. My God, so many things. And at the top of the list of my beautiful gratitudes is you. And we don't have a big crew, but we have a mighty crew. And, you know, when you when you start a podcast, there's a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I want to start a podcast. I've always wanted to start a podcast. It's on my to-do list. It's on my, I've been saying I was going to do this for years. And I'll tell you, it isn't exactly, uh, it's not that hard. It's just, you know, like anything in life, it's starting. Just get started. Just, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that what happens is, that we get stuck in, oh, it has to be a certain way. It's got to look this way because you know what? I mean, Tim Ferriss and um, what's her name? Mel Robbins and, you know, all these people that have these humongous podcasts because they have huge followings. You know, that took years, years. Now, Mel Robbins just started her podcast right around the same time that I did, but she's well-known. I mean, she's an author. She is a well-known person in America. So of course she's got an audience already, right? And people are like, well, if I'm not going to have an audience like that, I can't get started. Um, sure you can. Of course you can. Get started because if one person wants to hear what you've got to say, then, then you've got an audience. Yeah. So if you want to get started with podcasting, just get started. Done is better than perfect. Okay. Done is better than perfect. And that goes, you know, for all things in our lives. What else are we not starting? So I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to share. You know my stories. I got to share my stories. So I've been doing a Swedish death cleaning. <laughs> and, you know, I read this book and I'm like, oh, so inspired. I love the thought of uh, organizing my home, organizing my life, organizing my things, because I'm a little bit of, I'm not like a, I don't have too many, 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 many things. I mean, I've got many things, but not many, 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 many things. And um, if somebody gives me something, typically, if it has like some kind of um, meaning to it for them, uh, then I'm super gracious. But I don't want just stuff. Uh, and let me tell you a little bit about a customary thing. Here in Sweden, it's a custom that when you come to someone's home, if you're spending the weekend or if you're coming for dinner, um, you bring something. Like you don't come to the hostess with an empty hand. And that is something very ingrained in me, for sure, no question. And um, so when I go to somebody's house, I'll usually bring wine or flowers or oil or vinegar, like something nice, like not something from my kitchen, but like something from the store. You know, like if I know that they love to cook or I know that they love fresh flowers and you know, you just bring something. It could even be from your own garden, right? It doesn't have to be like store-bought. It can just be something that's really thoughtful. And so now 
I've started to think about things in my own home that mean something to me, like that has like a place in my heart that when I'm going to somebody's home, instead of buying more stuff, some more consumption on here, like give me some more of that, Amazon. No, 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 boo, no more Amazon. Uh, especially we don't even have Amazon in Sweden. I mean, you can't buy Amazon.Sweden. It's it's from coming from the UK, so then you have to pay even more taxes on it for it to get here. Anyway, starting to give things from my own home that means something to me to give to somebody else. And that's something I can actively do right now. Do you have anything, like when you're going to somebody's house, not just to get rid of your crap. I'm not talking about getting rid of stuff that's broken or doesn't, you know, that needs to be actually trashed. I'm talking about things that matter to you. So does it mean it's something nice for somebody else. Is it shareable? Is it something that you can share your heart? Yeah, big, big thing for me, sharing my heart. So this death cleaning, people are like, Asa, my cousin, this is so sweet. God love her. At least she said it. You know, I got to respect somebody who actually says what they're thinking. She says to me one day, are you depressed? I'm like, Why? Well, this whole thing with the death cleaning, what is that about? Are, are you depressed about your family, like your mom getting older and your sister being sick and your brother-in-law? I'm like, um, no. Depressed? She's like, well, yeah, I'm just wondering if you're depressed because maybe that's why you're doing all this. I'm like, not at all. <laughs> I feel more alive than ever. I'm. <laughs> it's so sweet. That was sweet of her. I'm like, no, I'm not depressed. Not that I know of. Uh, I think I, I, I would probably have a pretty good idea if I were. Um, of course, it's heavy that people are sick in my life. God knows. It's, it is weighing on my heart, but it's also weighing in a way that it's lifting me. You know, it's a weight that lifts because it's like uh, I'm moving into action. I see around me that can I do something right now? Right now, I'm at top health. I am in the top of my health. I feel terrific. I feel better today as a 56-year-old woman, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, than I ever have in my life. I'm 56. Could you imagine? I mean, did I think I was ever going to say that? No, because I was always smoking. I was always drinking. I was always doing stupid shit, never exercising, never taking care of myself, eating chips and French onion dip, bagels with cream cheese and salami. Why do I have high cholesterol? I don't understand. Change behaviors, also. Change your life. Change your behaviors. Change your life. Change your habits. Your life will change. Okay. Seeing direct results. Direct. Directly. Direct results from changing my lifestyles and my habits. So, you see, all this is coming, dropping down because I've started the process from a completely open-hearted place and space to start doing my Swedish death cleaning, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, the book by Margareta Magnusson that came into my being. And I read it in the matter of a couple of hours because it was like 140 pages. It's like, and it's over, it's done. And it doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be so complex. And, you know, the thing is you can make a book into 500,000 pages because you think you got to make it that much more difficult. But do we, how can we simplify this process? So yesterday I was having a beautiful conversation with this 
angel of a human being that I had been so blessed to meet. And her name is Joanne Higa. And she lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. And she's one of the best things I can imagine about Las Vegas, Nevada. She and Marcy Hirschi, uh, who I met in a private group that I used to be a membership, uh, used to be a member of called The Support System with Sherry Salada, which I would also recommend if you are a woman looking for sisterhood. Sherry Salada's group, The Support System. She's a beautiful woman. And she told me about this guy named Dan Butner. And Dan Butner wrote, uh, he's an author, and he's also actually kind of cute. And he talks about the blue zones. And the blue zones are these areas in the world where they've discovered that people are living to be like around 100 years old. And like, what are they, what are they um doing differently? How are they living their lives in order to live, to be a hundred years old? I mean, it's like, it's, there's, there's gotta be specific things that they are doing, right? Because not everybody in the areas or in the countries are living to be a hundred years old, but these specific like blocks of people are living to be around a hundred years old. So he is going around to these places and it started with Okinawa, Japan. God, these people are cuter than cute. Oh my God, they're so cute. Like they don't have a bunch of sofas in this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a Netflix special. It's some Netflix special uh, talking about the Blue Zones by Dan Butner. I'll figure out the name of it and I'll tag it in the show notes. But it was so interesting that I'm looking at these little cutie pies and um, they're, you know, they're active. They're moving. They're like just, they're not sitting on their sofas all day long. They're not sitting in their cars all day long. They're... Um, they don't even have like sofas in their living rooms. They sit on the floor. All right. First off, I have one of my best friends, Tim Chani. He sits on the floor all the time. And I'm like, can you please get up on the chair? And he's like, no, I like to sit on the floor. I'm like, okay, sit on the floor. That's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get on the floor. It's not so much work to get on the floor. It's harder to get off the floor. <laughs> get up. So let's, let's move it. I got to move it, move it. Yeah, got some, move it, move it. So these little people are, I mean, they're small. They're small people. They're not gigantic. They're like living in Sweden. My husband is two meters long, which is six foot six in feet in like, you know, American sizes. So I'm so used to tall people. And so when I'm looking at them, they're small, they're tight. They don't overeat. They don't eat a bunch of crap. They don't eat processed food. These little people, they're like, they... Did you know, like, have you ever seen people who can, like, who can kneel down, like, not kneel down, but, like, bend down and, like, have their feet flat and, like, just, like, sit, like, like this, like, on their haunches? I did that upstairs in my attic the first day, first or three days. Um, and I, I shit you not, I couldn't walk for three days. And that was after, like, being on my haunches for about an hour. It was exhausting. I had such a workout in my legs that it was, <laughs> I, I have some areas of opportunity where I can still do some more things to get stronger, certainly in my lower half, because I don't have huge muscles. I don't have big muscles. And these little people, they're like lifting things. They're going out gardening every day. They're like putzing and putzing and moving and grooving. And they're not exercising. They're living their lives. They're walking. They're meeting friends. They have community. They're laughing. They're singing. They're just enjoying their lives. How hard is this? Right? 
this isn't complicated. And I have other friends who are like, I don't want to live to 100 years old. I don't want to live that long. I'm like, that's sad. I do. Maybe not 100, uh, but 92. That's my goal. I'm going to make it to 92, and I'm going to have a beautiful, healthy life. But I'd like to have some people around me. I'd like to have some of my friends still with me. That's up to them. That is not up to me. So getting back to the Swedish death cleaning, you see how when we're doing, when I'm, I'm speaking on my own behalf, when I'm doing this process, God, the light is coming through. It's so beautiful. Um, thank you, God, for this day. Um, the process of doing this, it's so meaningful because there, it's opening up like these little envelopes of things, like of opportunities, of moments, of clarity. What's happening is, if I, I think of my, my my head as a library, and I have like all these like stacks of like of memories in my head and in my brain as I as I can think of it as, you know, it's like, well, there's just not enough room in my brain. I don't have any room left, right? I don't have any room left in my head to keep track of all the things that I got to keep track of. That's a bunch of bullshit. Um, what is too much for me to keep track of in my head is all the impertinent, irrelevant things that visually come into my life every day on social media. Um, the the news, which I do not look at the news, but like news, like little briefs, flashes that come popping in through my my Facebook feed or Instagram feed where I really do try to create a feed of just things that I want to see, which is um, animals having a really nice time. For some reason, I love Dachshunds. They're so cute. And there is a Dachshund on Instagram that I'm madly in love with. And the page is called Wild Willie. And I'll also tag that in the show notes. This dog and his little brother or sister called Rigatoni. <laughs> Every time I get a something from this little dude on my feed. My heart just goes, boom. I love him. I say it every time. <sighs> I want more of that. That I want to curate more of. I want to create more, curate and create more of that in my life. And when I start to recognize the extra clutter of the crap that's in my head, the crap that's coming into my eyes, that's coming into my mind, that's coming into seeping into my heart, body, and soul and home. What is it that I want to eliminate? I'm creating space. I'm creating room. I'm creating peace and freedom in myself, myself by doing this work. So I bring back Dan Butner from the Blue Zones because he says that what he realized was he was talking about the American pandemic of um, going to the gym, eating all the supplements, doing all the things, you know, people like hysteria of wanting to live forever, uh, not, where they don't want to die, right? People doing everything they can to try to prevent death instead of looking at how do I want to create a better life? 
today. And this is what's happening with my decluttering and death cleaning, my Swedish death cleaning. I'm a Swede. I'm doing the cleaning. I'm one day going to die. See, you see how it all comes back together. It's a dance. It's a dance, my friends. It's a dance. What's the dance look like for you? Are you pushing? Are you shoving? Are you shoveling uh, every kind of supplement you can down your throat? Are you eating every vitamin possible, like handfuls of vitamins versus finding the nutrients in the food that is available to us? How do we live our lives? The most important thing that I can think about for myself is how can I live my life today in a way that feels so aligned with who I really, truly am? And this decluttering is helping me uncover, unfold, discover more of myself and what I truly want by eliminating out the things that no longer serve me. They never did, but I took them in because, all right, okay, yeah, fine. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I'm doing now. When people say to me, hey, Asa, I want to get this to you. I'm like, I don't want it. I love you, but I don't want it. That's being honest. That's being myself. You'll do it your own way if this is what you want to do. But I don't want to add more things into my home that I do not want more clutter-related items. You know what I'm saying? So like clutter, just like the gifts of things that people want to give you when they're coming over. I don't want it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome to bring me some vegetables. I love a vegetable. I can always have a vegetable. So this is my death cleaning process, okay? So this is what I want you to think about because I've been asked by people, like, where do I even start? If you just, if you just think of it like this, think of it like this, my friends, like this. Whoa. Declutter, organize, then clean. Declutter, organize, then clean. Okay? So if we're looking at our homes, we're looking at our space, our apartment, our room, whatever it is you've got, whatever, wherever it is you're living that you consider to be your space. And I know you're hearing this. If you've got a space that you would like to figure out, doesn't matter what the space, doesn't matter how big, how small how whatever it is, it is yours. Whatever is your space. Declutter, organize, clean. This is how it's going to work. So decluttering, we're going to be going through all the spaces. Yeah, this is how I'm doing it. I'll tell you again. I've told you before, but in case you missed it, uh, I started with my entry. If you have a basement, go to your basement. If you have an attic, go to your attic. That's where I've started. I have a very little basement. We've had two floods down there. So I don't have anything in my basement anymore. So thankfully, there's nothing to clean down there. And I didn't think I had that much stuff in my entry. I did. I didn't think that there was that much up in the attic. There was. Um, but those are now done. <clears throat> done, done, done. Pow. Out of here. Hey, dua. That means goodbye in Sweden. In Swedish, excuse me. So I've done that. Next, I have the, um, I have this kitchen. I'm starting with my kitchen next. And, you know, you think there's not that much stuff in a kitchen. We don't have, I mean, I live in Sweden. We have a home, a single family home, a villa, it's called here. Not, it's not huge. 
it's not tiny, tiny, but you you sure do fill up the space. If you have a cabinet, you sure do fill that up. Let me take a little sip of something. Good morning, sunshine. Hold on. Good morning, sunshine. Just a reminder, you did not wake up to be mediocre. No. You sure did not. None of us do. Uh, so, okay. So, let's go back. Where am I? Okay, entry, attic, basement, kitchen, then dining room. I'm going to do my living room. I'm going to do my bathrooms. Then I'm going to go to my bedrooms. I have a laundry room, which is actually like a separate building, which is not just laundry. It is also a uh, sauna house and a drop-all place for things that we no longer want. That's going to take a minute. And then we have a little recycling room, which is, again, another drop place where everything goes that you don't want in your, you don't want to see it. So you shove it in there. And then the Mac Daddy of it all is the garage where the rest of our stuff from other places have landed. So when I say this death cleaning is probably going to take about a year. So if I say to you, if you need help with your death cleaning, I don't mean that I'm coming to you for a year. I don't think so. Okay, no, no, that's not going to happen. This is your process. I'm not telling you what you need to do. I can help you organize your mind to get yourself prepped and ready. I'm psyched to go. I'm psyched to go. And we'll start that with the tarot. Remember, this is the card I pulled for this conversation today. The lover's card. That doesn't mean that you're going to be getting a new lover. Oh, maybe it does. My God. Could mean partnership. Lovers can mean partnership, working together. It doesn't have to be a love relationship. It can be. It can be that you're going to be getting a love relationship. But how about we get a love relationship with our home? How about we get a love relationship with our space and our self, honoring our self, our body, mind, soul, and home by doing the work, by taking action, imperfect action. And then look, I just looked at the bottom of the deck and there's the Wheel of Fortune card. What the Wheel of Fortune card means to me is you might find some money. You might find something that you want to sell on eBay or on um, Etsy or wherever people sell things these days. Uh, in Sweden, it's called Blocket or Stradiera. You might find, like, you know, when you're looking for things, you don't find them. When you're not looking for things and you're just like kind of organizing and saying, oh my God, I haven't seen this for years. Oh my God, I love this. You know what? I know somebody who would love this. Wheel of Fortune. What does that mean for you? How can you create abundance in your life by opening up your body, mind, soul, and home to opportunities? You don't know. You don't know yet. You don't know what you don't know. And you're going to know when it's presented in front of you. I promise you, you will be given the clarity that you need when you start doing this process. That's why this is huge. That Margarita Mangerson, she's a freaking genius. This girl's a genius. She knew what she was talking about. She's still alive. So she definitely knows what she's talking about. Okay. So <laughs> my process is going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And now this is something else that I'm going to be working on. So I told you I'm going to be doing all this part of decluttering, right? So I'm going to be decluttering. 
I'm going to be organizing. After I get rid of the stuff, then you can move things around and make it nicey-nicey however you want. Who knows? You'll do what you want. And then you're going to be doing the cleaning. You could do heavy cleaning later. It's not about cleaning. You don't have to clean the place now. Just start getting rid of stuff. Get rid of stuff. Move things out that no longer belong. And then the act of the Swedish death cleaning, that piece is, hmm, okay, after I get rid of these things, the things that I have remaining... Who'd want to have them when I die? When I die or even now, we don't have to wait till we're dead to give things away. We could share them from our hearts now. Share them so you can experience the joy in other people while you're alive. <clears throat> That's what I'm starting to do. And then whatever is left, you could put little notes under or you can even make a journal. Like you create, just get like a book, like a pad, like a pad of paper. Get a pad of paper and then just start. And you can put like a little, you can get stickers and just put like a number one under it. And then you say what room it's in. And then you put number one on your booklet and say, this, I would like to go to Tammy Printy upon my death. Okay. And then number two is over there. Just put a little sticker, number two. And then when I, when I die, they look behind it. Okay. Number two, they look in my journal. And then a number two, I wanted it to go to Hannah Shindbed, you know, like that type of stuff. So this journal now, this with my list of the numbers, I will create in and keep with this, which I'm going to share next. Okay. I'm going to get moving and grooving. I don't know, have any idea how long I've been talking, but okay. So when I'm in America, I'm going home for two months to my mom and I'm staying with my mother and going to be hanging out with my girl. My girl, we're going to be partying like rock stars. We're going to go traveling to the Amish country. We're going to be doing whatever she wants to do. And while I'm there, I'm going to be doing decluttering in her home, cleaning her windows, making her feel nicey-nicey, having her feel settled, that her stuff is in order. I've got a gift. I've got the ability to help my mom. And what I'm going to be working on is what I've already told you about before, the most beautiful love letter you're ever going to write. Remember I told you about that document that I want to create? I have an idea now, I've got my resources in my lap. I've got, I'm going to show you this book, The Little Book of Life Admin. This is a, a really nice book. Uh, I love the format. I love the size. You know, I love me some paper. Uh, easy peas, you know, just like stuff that you can fill out by yourself. And then you keep this with your very important documents. Okay. That's like an, an, an option. I bought this because I wanted to see what it looked like. I like the paper. I like all that. This is called Vita uh, Arkivet from Sweden, from Funus. This is a booklet from a, um, a uh, what is it called? A funeral parlor, like an organization for a funeral parlor, where here in Sweden, these people don't mess around. I don't even know if this is something they have in America, but since I live in Sweden, this is my resource. Leifs uh, Arkivet, the Life's Archive. This is from um, another uh, funeral parlor where they ask so many beautiful questions. And I'm like, yeah, we all, all can use these questions. And then I've got this, finally, that took uh, a month and a half to get here from Equitable. My sister invests with Equitable in America. My niece, Elena Matskin, if you would like to invest with her, uh, is a investment representative for this organization and they give this to their uh, investors so that you can start preparing and planning for your one-day demise. 
And then the last thing is something that I have had since probably early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s, a letter of direction to my executors and trustees. This document was the first thing that I had where I saw it and I was like, God knows what a great idea. This is so smart. And that was that was 20, 30 years ago, 20, I'm sorry, 20 years ago. And how did I know then, if I'm 56 now, I was 36 then, how did I know that that was important? How did I know that, oh my God, this is something that we need to be thinking about. This is something I want to be thinking about. So of course I got this document and I sent it to all my family members. I sent it to all my friends. I sent it to everybody that would like listen to me. Like, you got to get this document filled out. It's a working, it's a work in progress document. Like you can keep adding to it and changing to it, but you need to start working on this because if you die, this needs to be settled. Like you need to have all this written down so that we can help people. This is from the early this, I moved to North Carolina 2001. So this is probably, yeah, 20, 22, 20 years ago that this came across my eyeballs. So now today, fast forward, all of these are coming into culmination. And I'm like, this is something that I want to create. I want to create my own version of these different things that I've heard in my life, create my own whether it's an ebook or whether it's an online uh, document, whatever it's going to be, I don't know yet. I'm going to create this document and it's going to be called the most beautiful love letter you'll ever write. And I want you to have it. I want you to have it and so that you would fill it out. Now, if you're listening to me still, thank you, <laughs> but pay attention, okay? You're getting a tap, tap, tap. If you're still listening, if you're still paying attention, take heed, my friend, take heed and please get your wishes written down. I do not care if you just get a piece of paper and a pen and you start writing down, I want to be cremated or I want to be buried. I want to have my ashes uh, put here. I want all of my, my sofas to go to John Smith. I mean, whatever, you know, like, just write it down. Whatever you have, just imperfectly perfect, okay? Just get it started. Just get it written down and then share that with somebody else. Just share it with one other person that you trust, that you know, that you love. Please just get your wishes written down. Now, of course, you still need a will. You still need a testamente here in Sweden. If you are not married or if you have certain wishes and wants that you really, really want somebody else to carry out for you. And that's going to be, I'm not taking care of that. That's what attorneys take care of or people. There are people that actually help you write wills and testaments that uh, aren't attorneys, you know, look in your local area. But creating this document, this is something that I think is so important. And I'm going to be combining it and making it with my heart and with my love for you to share with the people from your heart with your love. Yeah. I'm working on it. Working on it. I'm going to be working. Now that I have all my supplies and I've got all my things that I want to think through, this is what I want to work on when I go to my mom's also. Okay, that's legacy. We're leaving our legacy. What kind of a legacy do we want to live? Live. <laughs> what kind of a legacy do we want to live? Yeah, and leave. Because you know what? Our legacy creates how we feel today. Like creating something of value. Our ikigai, right? What is our purpose? What is my purpose? My purpose is to share with you 
things that I know and that matter to me, things that matter to me matter to you possibly. You know, maybe they don't, maybe they do. But if you know somebody, they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I know somebody who needs to hear this. I've got to send this to somebody else. Then do that. Please be led with that intention in your heart. Okay, just share the information. That's all I'm saying. Because through this process, you will grow. You will get clarity. You will become more defined and refined. I promise. Refining ourselves, refining our homes, and clarifying ourselves. I mean, this is all who it is so good. It is so good to do this work. And I want to ask you, would you consider, I love this podcast. I love doing this work. I love interviewing beautiful, heartfelt, creative, magical souls all over the world and bringing them to you and having them sharing their stories about their lives and the things that they dare to do. Would you consider writing me a review on Apple Podcasts? Rating it, reviewing it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I have a really hard time trying to figure out how to like. I don't even. I don't even think I have. I've asked once or twice for people to do that, but I'm asking you today. If you are listening, would you please make the effort? I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I'll have to figure out where it is, and I'll put the link in the show notes. If you would consider going out to Apple Podcasts, if you happen to listen to this there, and rate and review my show so that other people can also hear it because that's what happens. The more it's rated and reviewed, then it goes in front of other people's eyes. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but I would appreciate it because this movement means a lot to me. And I I am sharing my heart and giving my heart to you. And for me to do this, it takes energy and it takes effort, but I do it with joy because I love it. I love this and I want to continue doing this. And I also want to ask you, do you know or are you a person that uses Patreon? Patreon is a membership site that people can, um, a lot of creatives, I liken myself now to a creative, um, can have like people support their efforts. So like artists, for example, you can um, support them being an artist and give money every month. You can donate money every month to the cause. And um, there's like different levels. So you can put like $5, $10, $15 a month, whatever, to this person. I'm considering doing this for the podcast because I want this to be self-sustaining. I really prefer not to go with advertisers. Um, that's not really my thing. I don't really love ha- popping in with commercials and saying for the tampons and you, you know, like you're, you need a tampon. No, I don't, I don't want to sit and push tampons or push anything else so that I have money for this podcast. I would love for people who are listeners, angels who are listeners, my VIPs to consider giving me money every month automatically, like you pay for your gym membership that you don't go to. But if you listen to this, you know, 80% of the people that pay for a gym membership, so 100% of people that have a gym membership, 80% do not even go. 20% go. 80% do not. But 100% of them are paying. So if you are one of the 80% that is not going to the gym and you are paying for a gym membership, I'm going to challenge you to take that gym membership 
give it to me and I will fill your soul instead with beautiful conversations and give you beautiful people to share that will feel, fill and feed your head and your heart and your mind and your soul with beautiful nourishment. That's good living. <laughs> That's a promise. So if you know anybody that has Patreon, would you connect me with them? If you have Patreon, would you please reach out to me? Because I would love to get some information on how to best do this. That would make the most sense. Okay. So my friends, today I'm going to leave you with this. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for this time together. I'm grateful for my life, my health, my mom, my community of beautiful, heartfelt, gentle souls that are surrounding me constantly. And you. All we have to do is open our eyes and look around, and it's all around us. They are all around us. We are always supported. We are never alone. We are loved. Don't forget it. Until next time, have a beautiful week, and I will see you on the flip side. Yeah? Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.